In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Police are investigating a shooting that happened yesterday afternoon at the Kojic Village Apartments at 1914 Territorial in Benton Harbor. One young male was reported shot and was seen lying on the ground outside the apartment complex. Numerous emergency responders were on site. The severity of the victim's injuries unknown at this time. No suspects have been announced and no arrests reported. Police have identified a person of interest in two shootings at Briarwood Apartments in Benton Township on Sunday. However, they're not releasing any additional information at this time. The Benton Township Police Department says the two victims of the non-fatal shootings were 21-year-old Jasmine Duff of Benton Harbor and 25-year-old Demetrius Ellis of Benton Harbor. They're both recovering. The department says it's aware of video from the scene that was posted to Facebook, and it appreciates residents sending it their way. The investigation into the shootings continues. St. Joseph City Commissioners have approved the special event permit for the 2024 Krasel Art Fair on the Bluff. At the commission meeting on Monday, they heard from the Krasel Art Center's Tammy Favre, who said the fair last year attracted 23,000 people to downtown St. Joseph. The Art Fair supports Krasel Art Center. It supports the work that we do year-round, which includes free admission to our galleries and a lot of various free programs and outreach that we do in the community. And it also supports the economics of our community. Commissioners previously went over the question of an admission fee for the fair. Krasel had proposed asking for a suggested donation of $5 for people to get in, while commissioners wanted to keep it free because it's held in a public park. The Krasil agreed and will only suggest a general donation to those who enter this year. Mayor Brooke Thomas told us this is a good compromise. The art fair gets to continue. They get to still you know, ask for financial donations if people so wish. But then we're also, as a city, being responsible with taxpayer dollars and not allowing a nonprofit to fundraise on property without paying for it. So I think it's a, a really good middle ground for us to reach and still have the best of both worlds. Thomas said members of the community had told her they opposed the $5 donation because it doesn't promote inclusivity. The Krasil Art Fair on the Bluff will be July 12th through the 14th. When visitors enter, they will have a choice of whether to make a small donation to the Art Center to support its programs. Congressman Bill Heisinger has joined colleagues from around the region to introduce a reauthorization of the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. He tells us the program, which is set to expire next year, has led to major cleanup progress and the prevention of other threats to the lakes since it was created in 2010. It has been a tremendous, tremendous help to the Great Lakes. Everything from invasive species such as the round goby, the Asian carp, as well as shoreline resiliency, for example. Cleanup that has been getting done that is a result of our legacy of industrial pollution that, is, uh, that has happened around the Great Lakes. Under the bill introduced last week, the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative's funding will be increased from $475 million per year to $500 million per year. Heisinger says this reauthorization sets the stage to begin seeking the actual funding. Supporters of the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative wanted to get started early before the program expires. The Michigan Reconnect program is marking its three-year anniversary. Michigan Reconnect pays the community college tuition of anyone age 21 and up who has never earned a degree and wants to do so. It can be used to earn an associate degree or a certificate in a skilled trade, Southwestern Michigan College Vice President of Student Experience Katie Hanna tells us it's helped a lot of students enroll at SMC since 2021. We've had over 350 students awarded the ReConnect grant over the last three years, and we have had over 70 graduates from this program as well. So students are coming, they're enrolling, and they're continuing and persisting. 
SMC Financial Aid Coordinator Brad Bundy says he speaks to students who have been able to go back to school thanks to Michigan Reconnect. It's a life-changing program for a lot of them. It allows these students that might not be eligible for federal financial aid to come and receive these funds and complete a degree program or take courses to help them further their careers. So it really has been life-changing for a lot of these students. Bundy says since the minimum age for the program was dropped to 21 from 25, he's seen more young people enroll. However, most are still the non-traditional college students age 25 and up. He says the application process for the grant is simple. You can find out more at michigan.gov reconnect. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's office says once it was started, Michigan Reconnect has helped put more than 150,000 Michiganders back in college. Repairs are finished at the Van Buren County Historical Society's Museum in Hartford, and volunteers are preparing to move everything back in. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The museum was damaged in a storm in June of 2022. The wind tore off the front part of the roof, exposing the entire interior to the elements. Rain soaked the museum's artifacts and archival collections, and everything had to be moved out while roof repairs were done. Board members of the Van Buren County Historical Society have been doing most of the work at the museum while waiting for the repairs, but now they're looking for volunteers who can help with the move-in. The first task will be cleaning and moving the artifacts back to the museum and unpacking the boxes and returning everything back to the rooms. As the society gets its workday scheduled, it will let volunteers know the details. It's also looking for anyone who's skilled in fabric care and preservation, appraising items, and blacksmithing. Everyone's invited to a meeting at the Van Buren County ISD Center in Lawrence at 7 p.m. on March 5th to learn more. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Do you know the three branches of government? Not everyone does, and that's why the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is organizing a competition for middle schoolers. President Jim Holcomb. We're bringing to Michigan the National Civics Bee, and we're excited to work with teachers and students and parents to come together, enhance their civic knowledge, their civic engagement, and really focus on civility and how kids can learn to be good, um, just really good in their community, be good citizens, Holcomb says 6th, 7th, and 8th graders have until February 19 to submit an essay for the first round of the National Civics Bee in Michigan. You can go to michamber.com for more information. Michigan's new gun laws take effect today on the one-year anniversary of the deadly Michigan State University shooting. One of the laws has to do with safe storage. Tom Lambert, legislative director for Michigan Open Carry, says each situation of gun mismanagement is different and there should be a case-by-case analysis. If you don't follow the exact means of storage that the law wants you to follow, you start to have liability. So we end up with this one-size-fits-all situation. And typical of a one-size-fits-all solution, it's a one-size-fits-nobody solution. Supporters of the new gun reform law say it will help hold gun owners responsible and keep children safe. And the check is in the mail. The governor's office announced the Working Families Tax Credit checks for the 2022 tax year will be mailed starting today. The supplemental checks will average $550 for the 700,000 Michiganders who qualify. The Michigan Department of Treasury says the checks will be sent over the next five and six weeks. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.